Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Four Guys Recorders, episode one of season two. I know we had a five-year season run with Inferno as the host, which was awesome. Uh, but now he took a step back for some other stuff going on, and I'll be hosting the podcast going forward. And hopefully, one day Inferno does return. But in the meantime, I'd like to give a huge shout out to the Inner Circle Network. Uh, we are affiliate of them, Tick TickGamesNetwork.com. And also a huge shout-out to J-Dubs, a.k.a. the Graphic God, for XboxGamerPicks.com. You can get your avatar there. He makes great stuff, animated, not animated, whatever you need, he can do it. He is the Graphic God. And without further ado, before we introduce everybody, just real quick topics that we're going to discuss tonight are some of the stuff that everybody's talking about. It is the Sony and Microsoft Cloud Partnership. Uh, EA and Activision kind of are pulling back from E3. Call of Duty Black Ops 5, Treyarch, Minecraft Earth, and some quick stuff on Rage 2. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome back ZPCI Assassin, who's never missed one episode of Four Guys Recorders. He's even outdone me. What's up, buddy? Hi. And Classic intro. Yeah, that is a classic intro, right? You were supposed to change that, I think. Yeah, but now we're on season two. We have to go back to the basics. Well, that's true. Is that how that works? Yes. So he's going to do five years of high. Is, is that yep. right? Mm, I might switch it up a little bit. I might say hello. Wow. Proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. And I'd like to welcome back Zebra Fries, a.k.a. Taylor. Welcome back to the show. We missed you. Hi. I missed you guys, too. I'm so excited to be back. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So Mondays is going to be our permanent time around 5 p.m. Eastern, as long as we don't interfere with anybody else's podcast. And uh, Taylor, go ahead and let everybody know what you've been up to. So I left the podcast last year, went to school for cosmetology, Doing that now, got my license, that's pretty fun. Also, started up my own podcast, just posted my second episode yesterday. Uh, it's called The Sunday Hubbub. Go ahead, go check that out. Um, started up with a bunch of people I met in Arizona. We're part of the Rooster Teeth Arizona community. Obviously, all of you guys who knew me from previously being on the show know that I absolutely love Rooster Teeth. Um, but yeah, the podcast is really freeform. It's about really anything and everything. Uh, for the most part, we're going to focus on entertainment in general. So the first episode that we put up was just kind of like getting to know us, introducing us. And the second episode, all we did was really talk about Marvel. So if you guys are Marvel fans, that's a good episode for you guys to go check out. I have no idea what episode three is about. Um, we haven't talked about that yet. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, huge Marvel fan here, and Assassin, I think, is uh, a fan of the movies. Uh, Assassin, any comment on that? Love the movies. Love them. Oh, but if you haven't seen Endgame, which if you, I don't know why you haven't yet. If you haven't, because it's been like a month and a half, don't watch it. Because we talk about all the spoilers ever. You heard it here, folks. So if you go watch her podcast, don't watch, uh, don't watch the podcast until you watch Endgame. Haven't watched Endgame. Okay, yeah, that too. 
And Assassin, what have you been up to, man? Uh, see you, Thieves. Gotta get those fish. Oh, yeah, man. I, I've been watching your streams on uh, you channel to twitch.tv slash zpci underscore assassin. Been watching his streams on fishing, and the guy is a fishing master. He's even got some cheap shots on how to get fish real fast and get those things handed in. Yeah, all for uh, a quarter, 25 cents. Yeah, whatever. Um, so. Well, all right, so we'll get right into the topics then. So, I mean, there's been some pretty big news that has broken recently, and I think it shocked a lot of people, um, and that is the fact that Sony and Microsoft kind of partnered up on this this cloud stuff you know like uh and they talked about various things like um enterprise enterprise customers ai and then of course game and stuff streaming games possibly tv other things as well you know my personal opinion i think it's a, a great partnership uh that the industry is moving forward together uh it puts the console war sort of behind us that companies can work together to achieve a better goal in the long run. I don't think it has anything to do with fear uh, from Google, Stadia, or anybody else, or any other competitors. I just think Sony wants secure servers, and they want PS Now to be great, and they want to work with Microsoft on enterprise stuff as well. Possibly, I think medical equipment, uh, since Sony has a lot of medical imaging equipment out there. Um, what you know, uh, Taylor? Let me go ahead and ask you real quick. What do you think about this? Because I, I know that you've seen comments in the past of console war sony versus microsoft and all and now that they've come together what do you think honestly i was shocked to see sony and microsoft work together after like years of sony saying things along the lines of them thinking they're better than microsoft i was really shocked to see them come together and be like yeah let's work together so uh, Sasso, how what do you think? Um, I just want to know what Microsoft's getting out of this besides money. Like, I, I hope Sony will like teach Microsoft how to make some good games. You know, so let's just hope that deal goes with with us. But I mean, it, it is nice to see Sony um, partnering with Microsoft to bring a better service, I guess, to this, the PlayStation guys and. Hopefully, you know, they'll get some good things out of it, and who knows what the future might hold on everything else. Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially with PS Now, right? Because I know that, I, I think you've tried it, I know I've tried it, I don't know if Taylor tried it, but when it first launched, I mean, the latency was, was pretty bad on PS Now, and it was something I really wanted to enjoy because I like going back and playing stuff, whether it's PS3 whether it's backwards compatible stuff, whatever it is, I like playing older titles. And the latency was so bad in some of the Ratchet and Clank stuff that I had a very difficult time playing it. And I think with this Microsoft Azure partnership, I think it's going to be, you know, pretty smooth sailing going forward. And hopefully they get all the games up and running on PS Now on Azure so that that this can take place for us gamers. Um, so what did you think of PS Now when you tried it? Uh, I tried it when it was in beta form, like, really long time ago. And I think I played a game, and then I quickly never went back. That's how bad it was. 
I, I see some comments in the chat about the volume being kind of low, so I raised it a little bit. Let me know if it's too loud for you guys or, you know, if it even affected it or whatnot. Um, and Taylor, have you ever tried PS Now? No, the only time that I've actually owned a PS or like a PlayStation is the PlayStation 2. And then my ex had a PlayStation 4, but we never used like PS Now or anything. Do you think, uh, for you personally as a gamer, do you think like game streaming is going to be a big thing going forward for you? Probably. Um, I mean, like, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But um, on Xbox, I mean, I have, what is their streaming service? Uh, uh, it's going to be XCloud. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking into getting that, so I mean. Yeah, I think that's yeah. going to be pretty smooth with uh, Microsoft and uh, Xbox backing that up right off the bat. Exactly. I'm sorry, I just. I haven't been feeling well all day, so. My train of thought is not the best at the moment. Oh, that's You're right. Fine. Well. You know, there's something I wanted to get into uh, now that we're kind of off this topic, but if you, anybody in the chat has questions or comments on the Sony-Microsoft partnership, go ahead and, and lay it out there. I know that there's rumors that Nintendo's probably going to be hopping on uh, this Azure stuff as well, so go ahead and lay out the comments in the chat, and we'll be happy to answer them. But the next topic I really wanted to talk about, and I know Assassin's very excited about this, right? It is going to be the future of Call of Duty. Um, and what's going on. So, Assassin, can you tell us a little bit what's happening? All right, so with Call of Duty, there's a, a three-year cycle. It usually goes Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, Treyarch. They each make their own titles. Um, and then they have, like, outside help, like Raven Software, to make certain things. Like, they made the war mode in World War Two, for instance. Or, you know, they just, you know, help make the game. And with... Uh, uh, Michael Condry and I forget the other guy. Um, when they left Sledgehammer, I guess they pulled a bunch of people. Well, at least um, Glenn did or whatever for his uh, 2K uh, team when they're making a game over there. Um, so they left Sledgehammer, kind of, you know, do their own thing with like hardly any people. Kind of like what happened with uh, Infinity War back in the day. And now, so apparently, it's Raven was going to take over. 2020's Call of Duty and Sledgehammer was like the roles, roles were reversed so Raven was taking over and Sledgehammer was doing what Raven would have done and I guess Sledgehammer was super pissed off about that which I would be too if you know you're this big studio and now you're you're left to do like you know the side stuff um, you know let all that talent go to waste pretty much so I guess like there that Call of Duty was like a hot mess. No one could agree with anything. No one, you know, nothing probably would have came out of that partnership. So I guess now Activision was pissed about that, and now Treyarch is taking over that game, which making it a two-year cycle over again. Which I think the last Call of Duty that was a two-year cycle was Ghosts, and look how that turned out. Um, so. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Activision and Call of Duty in the future. Yeah, it sounds like there might be some hard feelings going on behind the scenes. And 
you know, uh, just real quick, you shout out to Chance Glasgow, somebody that I met at Orlando IX, and uh, he was one of the founders, the 20 people or so that founded Infinity Ward. And he gave a lot of speeches of what it's like behind the scenes for developers. And, you know, when a big company like Activision or even EA, for example, come in and walk in the door, you know, they start giving directions to developers how they want the games done, how fast they want it done, how many people they want on the team, uh, how they want to market the game, because everything's from a marketing standpoint at that point in time once a big studio and publisher come in. Um, so it, you know, there's a lot of pressure on these teams to get these games out there. And if for some reason Sledgehammer or even weren't cutting it, I would not be surprised if Activision walked in with their business executives and were like, listen, guys, we're not happy. Uh, we need cuts. We need stuff happening. We're going to move it over to Treyarch. We're going to get things done. So, you know, that's what I imagine behind the scenes after hearing some of those speeches of what, what goes on. Taylor, do you have any thoughts on this? Do you play Call of Duty? I don't play Call of Duty at all. So I'm at a complete loss with the subject. It's like the Star Wars stuff all over again for me. Um, <laughs> ooh, and that's, say that. that's, you know, that's Marvel now, the Star Wars. It's all Disney. They're all together. I know. But listen, it's still it's still the same thing. Yeah. Star Wars and Call of Duty are like the two franchises that I'm just like I don't I don't know what's happening. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, you know, when it comes to Call of Duty, there's fans of Treyarch, then there's fans of Infinity Ward, then there's fans of Sledgehammer. So everybody has like their own personal favorite style of Call of Duty. And, you know, for me, and Assassin's gonna disagree with me here. But I think Modern Warfare 3 was the best Call of Duty ever. But um, That's actually one that I played, and I like that one. Yeah, I love that one. Like, I, I love noob-tubing people, you know, with the, the rockets and everything. Was... I'm surprised that you didn't like Modern Warfare 2, because that whole multiplayer is rocket launchers and grenade launchers. Well, yeah, it was. And they had the care package glitch in Modern Warfare 2. Oh my god, I love that glitch. Especially the, what was it, the emergency airdrop. You just see, like, if you look up in the sky, just a billion of those things coming by, dropping back. Just, it was oh, great. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And then, I guess, you know, after a while, it kind of got difficult playing on the servers. Uh, <laughs> once oh everybody God, yeah. started having everything. But it was a blast, man. And, you know, um, Treyarch is an excellent studio, too. They really made those zombies pop out for Call of Duty. And I'm kind of excited, to be honest with you. I personally am not a huge fan of Sledgehammer. Um, so I'm kind of happy that Treyarch's, you know, taking over, going from here. Yeah, but then that that's the negative side, though, with Treyarch. Like, they're, they're struggling to put out content for Black Ops 4, and most of it is paywalled, right, or in their loot boxes. And now they're working on a game that they have to put out next year, um, so, like, Black Ops 4 is going to be probably left to, to die out at this point unless they, they somehow can get another team to push out content. You know, uh, Shinzo Elite in the chat says that he liked Ghosts a lot. Uh, he thinks that was the last best Call of Duty. And, you know, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I enjoyed Ghosts as well. Um, what was the dog's name in Ghost Assassin? Riley. Riley was awesome. I love sticking that dog after people in multiplayer. That was so much don't, fun. Don't lie, you guys enjoyed it because of the fish AI. 
the fish AI. I don't even remember the fish AI what? in that game. It, when Call of Duty Ghosts was first announced, they were shouting out like all their new things. So like the detail on their hands and the hairs on on Riley is like so like next gen. And then they're like fish AI. <laughs> you go up to a fish and it'll react to you. And that was like one of their talking points for the game, which only like offered like in one mission in the multi or campaign. Wow, you know I'm gonna have to go back now and and see all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you, Assassin, do you remember the weirdest things? Yeah, I do. But I mean, it it comes up every once in a while with uh, the Call of Duty fish somehow come up. You were like fish AI, next gen features. You know, if if Daz would have done the fish in Mortal Kombat and just stood still and let me beat him, I would I would have had a chance, assassin. He wouldn't even let me, you know, teabag him. You can still probably teabag him between his one same move over and over again. Oh, I think Assassin's calling you out, Daz, for the Mortal Kombat Championship. Well, um, Assassin, do you think that the next Black Ops is going to have, like, a really good zombies? Uh, no. Um, so, I mean, it, it could be two different ways. So, either they cut content from Black Ops 4, which supposedly there was going to be, an, there was huge leaks that there's going to be another Zombie Chronicles. Like, they probably, if that's true, they'll probably cut that and put in Black Ops 5, or Black Ops 5 won't have zombies. You know, I think if they didn't have zombies, I think that would hurt Treyarch's image just a little bit because they've been known for zombies throughout the community. Do you yeah, think... but Treyarch is ruining their own image, at least at the moment, with all the, the microtransactions, the, the Black Ops Pass being an absolute joke and a ripoff, um, the zombies mode. Um, they, like, they, they, they showed off features when the game was revealed a little over a year ago now, and that isn't having that's still not in the game. Um, and the lack of content and updates for zombies I mean, people are people are pissed, like, all the attention right now is at Blackout. Well, do you think that there's a lot of push from Activision though with those microtransactions? Do you think that's like a marketing thing that Activision is really pushing hard on these studios? I, I, so there was an article that came out saying that Activision was testing the waters for their future games with Black Ops 4 and see how far they can piss off everyone. And, like, I understand, like, you kind of have to do that to see if maybe you'll get more money, but, like, I, I think Treyarch has some kind of say in it, and I think Activision is, you know, forcing them in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's where all their time's going to is to make Activision happy. Taylor, do you have any thoughts on that with the uh, the way loot crates have been in, in Call of Duties? Have you heard anything? No, I haven't heard anything about loot crates in Call of Duty specifically. Well, here, let, let me paint you a picture. Okay, with the with Call of Duty Labs 4, there's a season pass, right? 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a loot stream, kind of like uh, Fortnite, but there's no challenges. You get, like, some every... Every 55 minutes to an hour, you get an item. 
um, which has been utter garbage. It's mostly been calling cards and emblems, you know, garbage no one wants. And then they have a blackjack shop, which is paywalled items, where they put all the good items in there. Then they have loot crates, which uh, there's like over a thousand items, which offer camos, um, face paints, and stuff. But like each camo, so like there's like let's just say there's forty guns, right? So each camo is separated in the loot box. So there's forty of the same camos. There's weapon charms, which are split off. There's the face paints are split off. And you only get one item per hour. And there's duplicates. That's ridiculous. Yes. Oh, and then there's contracts, which are like 10 bots or whatever. And all these bundles are like... They, they had... So they had a hammer. It was it was big in the news probably like a month ago. A hammer and a bunch of loot crates for 30 bucks. And that was the only way to get the hammer. To spend half of the money on the game. Pretty much. Oh, wow. Okay, what really, uh, like, the only issue that I really have with, like, loot crates and stuff is when they allow duplicates. That's when I have an issue with the loot crate stuff. If they don't allow duplicates, then fine, whatever. But when they start allowing duplicates and then, oh, you just get, like, um, in-game currency or whatever, then that's when I have an issue. Because they're just stealing your money at that point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I like Blackout, but when I started seeing all that other stuff that Assassin's talking about, I kind of, like, geared away from it. And I know I'm guilty, because I bought stuff in Fortnite, right? So, but it just seems like that with Call of Duty, there's, like, money transactions for almost everything these days, and it kind of put me off from it, um, not gonna lie. But I still enjoy the zombie stuff. I like the stories in there. Yeah. See, this is what makes me feel better about having spent so much money on Smite, which is a free game. Because buying stuff in chests or whatever on there, you don't get any duplicates. Once you unlock something, it's unlocked. And you once you unlock everything in a chest, you can't buy anything more in that chest. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that is kind of nice. And I, I know that Smite's taken off with their world championships and other stuff. And real quick, Taylor, um, I seen some pictures on social media a while ago uh, that you had gone to, like, their events before. W- what's that like? Yeah, so um, actually when I was still with my ex last year for 2018, we went to um, DreamHack Atlanta, which is where Smite Worlds was just held. Uh, so we got to go see that. That was pretty cool. Um, that was also where, um, Halo Worlds was being held. Um, what else was being held there? Smash, I think Smash Brothers World Tournament was being held there. Um, and a couple other tournaments were being held there. So if Smite didn't have something going on, we could go walk around, kind of see what other things were going on. Um, watch some other tournaments from afar. Uh, we got to meet other players from different games, which was really cool. Um, and we got to meet some streamers who were there. They had like a whole stream center that was up. Made a couple really cool, awesome friends there. Um, but yeah, so that was a ton of fun, and I hope that I'm able to do it again this year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with work. But yeah, that would that yeah. would be awesome for you to be able to go back to some of those events because I. 
I know that you had fun when you met some of those other Smite players and other uh, League players, and it was kind of cool with you taking pictures of them on social media. It looked like a blast. Yeah, it's a ton of fun, and all of them are super nice, super chill, and they're they you can tell like they're having a really fun time just doing what they love to do. Well, speaking of which, um, as you're traveling in your adventures, uh, for everyone here on the panel, um, there was a game called Pokemon Go that became extremely popular. We even did an episode on that a while back. Uh, Taylor was on that too. But now, Microsoft's coming out with something called Minecraft Earth. And, Taylor, if you go on adventures with Minecraft Earth, you can take pictures and blocks may appear in AR, kind of like Pokemon Go. What, what do you think about that? Uh, so I watched the trailer for it right before the podcast. And just, why? Why is Minecraft Earth a thing now? Because like, Minecraft is so popular. Why, why not? Like, I just... I don't... I don't see the appeal to it, honestly. I mean, it, in a sense... I can see a lot of grown-ups, like, walking around and being like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that block. Oh, yeah, I need, you know, I need the obsidian block. Or, you know, it's something weird, just walking around, like, taking pictures and hoping it snaps something really cool. Um, I'm not going to lie, when Pokemon Go first came out, I was kind of hooked on it for a little bit. I, I did some stuff to, like, uh, get Pokemon. Probably in ways uh -huh. that Assassin would say I shouldn't have done. He would say, it's not legit, so you should quit, kind of thing. <laughs> Um, Listen, we all know what you did, clowns. Yeah, we all know you don't. You, you don't need uh, you know, being around the bush here. So we all know you fully disclosed what you did. Kind of excited about this Minecraft Earth, um, and I'm sure it's attached to your Microsoft account, so you don't want to do anything I posted in videos on Pokemon Go in the past. <laughs> so because you want to keep your Microsoft account because you want to have fun with it. So so but, clowns is saying make a secondary Microsoft account. <laughs> Um, but, you know, it does look like fun, and I, I think I would kind of have fun um, catching, like, different blocks and stuff. I like Minecraft, and I had a lot of fun on that on the Xbox until Assassin blew up my farm, which he's still in denial over. I did not blow up your farm. There's these little creatures. They, they're they a little bit big. They're called creepers. They go, and then boom, you know, that happened. Yeah, he, he like... You know, I had them follow him all the way to my farm. Because, you know, my farm wasn't just on the ground. It was, like, underwater, under glass tiles. And I had, like, this really cool waterfall going around it. And it was, like, an underground farm. And Sassy just comes along with little creeper buddies, creeping, creeping. And then, boom, everything's gone. You know what the best second. thing about Minecraft is? You can replace those blocks. Yeah, but, you know, I spent so many hours in survival mode building that assassin. Because remember, we don't do creative mode. Yes, creative mode doesn't count. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Well, in creative mode, you can't get achievements. Yeah, So see? what's the point of it? Well, Clown probably has workarounds of that. No. <laughs> not, no. That's not me. Uh -huh, okay. Uh, Taylor, so, like, I know that you said you watched it. Um, were you ever a Minecraft fan? See, I like Minecraft. I like playing it. I, I mean, Achievement Hunter, obviously, I like to watch them play it. Um, like, it's fun, but I don't need 
an AR version of it. I don't like. See, with Pokemon, I got the appeal of it because it was catching Pokemon. That was fun. I don't need to go around collecting blocks in real life. <laughs> That's right. just my opinion on that. See, I, I think I would have a blast. I'd be like, you know, waiting in the car line to pick up my daughter at school. And I'd be like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. You know, I'd be like in the car, like <laughs> getting pictures of these Minecraft blocks. Everybody would probably be looking at me funny. Assassin, you, uh, do you think you would be into this? Well, the question is because, you know, I, I'm slack and I didn't watch the video, but can you build stuff with the blocks, I'm assuming? Yes. See, then that that's, that's going to be cool. You can let your imagination run wild and build things in places you would never expect, like put blocks in your fridge or something and, you know... <laughs> Go go to like a skyscraper next to you and just build stuff around it, or you know, just, just let your imagination run wild. What about uh, taking pictures of creepers and then if you can connect online to like your friends, just bringing them to Assassins Minecraft <laughs> Earth? I mean, that would be fun seeing you know these creepers blowing stuff up, like. Farms. Like farms. <laughs> you mean my farm? Like, no, like I, I didn't say that because I didn't blow up your farm. Uh, rest in peace, farm from 2014. And you were such an ideal farm, and I'll never be able to create you again, thanks to Assassin. I mean, you could recreate it. Yeah. You just replaced the blocks. Should we just make an episode of recreating your farm? We could. Yeah, I, I think I still have the the world. Do you? I I try to log back into the world, and I guess because of all the updates, like half the blocks are missing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. I'm gonna miss it, but you know, I don't think we're gonna miss it like you miss Rage Two, Assassin. Oh my god, that game is so trash. You, I can't believe you say that. Because it's not good. Assassin. <laughs> I just, I can't believe it. I'm seeing all these people on Twitter having fun with the game. Like all these people I follow. And they're just having a blast. And I hear you talk about in party chat. And you're like, game is bad. It, it it's terrible. So like I put almost six hours into the game. I almost beat the story, which everyone would be complaining about on other games. Um, so I, I don't get why no one's complaining about that. Um what else? There's like the same stupid little thing all over the, the map. Like I don't want to do the same four things constantly. I give shit to Assassin's Creed for that. Um, what else? Um, the lack of ammo. So I did this boss fight. Okay, um, I was an idiot and didn't buy ammo uh, before I went and started a mission. So I had maybe like two rounds of, of not two rounds, two magazines, assault rifle. I had probably had a full, maybe half of the capacity of a pistol. And, like, ten rounds of a shotgun. I go to the boss fight, no ammo. Like, 
and I ran out. So I'm just like punching everyone because there's just no ammo. Like who put who makes a boss and just not give you ammo? You know, Daz is saying in the chat. He, Daz has a couple comments for you. One, he's asking you, "Are you smoking Yahoo?" I guess he means like the Yoohoo chocolate drink. <laughs> and then he says that you need a game tutor. Yeah, well, the games, I mean, it's extremely easy. So I don't think I need a tutor for something easy. <laughs> and I'm not playing on normal. I'm not playing on little baby mode. And I'm not playing on super difficult whatever mode either. Little baby mode. <laughs> Do you get like a baby carriage for your vehicle in baby mode? Sure. Why not? Uh, I mean, look at Wolfenstein. You pick the the easiest mode. The dude has a pacifier and like a little baby hat on. So a little wait, baby what? <laughs> you, you, have you played Wolfenstein? Like no, the, I haven't. Okay, so there's like six difficulties, and like the the easiest one has a pacifier and like a little baby hat thing. That's my favorite thing. I love that. <laughs> well, I you know I got into this game. Um, as you know, I, I was an early adopter, and I bought it, I pre-bought it before it released. I'm not even upset that it went $10 off with, like, 48 hours. And I got to say, like, I'm so far, I'm having fun with it, but I've only been in the game for maybe about 40 minutes on, like, your six hours, so I can't even compare to what you've seen. It sounds like your eyes are bleeding occasionally. But um, I'm just having a blast, man. Like, it, it looks like the character models from Doom, the way it's designed, with the open world of Mad Max, and some of the towns remind me of, like, Borderlands kind of towns. Like, there's just little dinky towns in the middle of nowhere um, so far that are coming across my 40 minutes. The only thing I couldn't figure out is how to use the garage to get the Phoenix car to come to me, but probably because I didn't pay attention to the tutorial. Um, and that's why I would need a game tutor, Daz, because I don't know how to do certain things because I skip stuff, and I rely on Assassin to tell me, and a lot of times he's like, play the game play the game so i some stuff i don't know how to do and i should know how to do um tell oh, yeah. oh go oh. ahead assassin and, and another another thing like the story right it is extremely boring like you get shoved these characters know nothing about them really and then like two minutes later you, you don't you're done with the main story mission they're just they're left to the side it's whatever like it's, it's just it's it's just terrible. I don't. I don't get it. Um, I I feel like Avalanche should not make open world games. They make terrible open world games. Look at Mad Max. That was that's literally it's Mad Max and Rage Two, just little dinky little towns with like three collectibles, and that's it. I gotta say though, like I like Mad Max. I had fun with it, and I like Just Cause Three a lot. Like that was my favorite Just Cause ever. I had so much fun in that game, Assassin. I, I really enjoy Avalanche stuff. Yeah, but that like the, their whole games is like I said, it's just dinky little towns with collectibles and an extremely repetitive everything else, like the explosions and stuff, and you know trying to figure out different ways to explode things and flying around. Like that's fun, but everything else is just like rip your eyes out because you're super bored. Well, I think the Metacritic. Uh, the user score anyway is somewhere along with you um i think it was like at a, a 60 the user score i want to say like a six or something um yeah and- user score is, is six and i think like metacritic is like 70 yeah oh, they're being generous there 
Yeah. Wow, assassin. So if you if you had to rate this game, Assassin, what would you rate it as? I think six is a pretty decent score. I would probably give it even a lower score, probably by five and a half. I think the only redeeming quality, I think Doom does really good game, you know, or id Software does really good, like, gunplay and stuff, and that transferred over really well to Rage 2. So I think that's the only redeeming quality of this game. Do you see yourself completing this game? Uh, I mean, I probably have 30 minutes left of the campaign, so I'll probably finish it tomorrow. And then I'll probably uninstall it so quickly. Wow. Like, Flash would be impressed with how fast it would be going. Well, you know what, Taylor? Um, it sounds like that he hates this game more than Dishonored. I know. Um, um, Dishonored has no redeeming qualities. <laughs> how at dare two, you? At least how has one you? redeeming quality. How dare you? Corvo is a legend, and I love him, and I love him forever. What you know? Same I, with that. I gotta say that I I completely disagree with Assassin on Rage Two. Um, from my forty minutes in it so far, I'm I'm having a blast. I think it was worth the sixty dollars pre-order, and I like the character models. I like the the gunplay. I like the vehicles. I like the explosion. I like driving around like I'm Mad Max, and you know it just kind of feels good to just run over stuff. And people, uh, only in video games, not in real life, of course. <laughs> but um, Taylor, did glad you, you clarified that. Yeah, because you never know. I mean, you know, some kid might take a go kart and accidentally hit somebody. Um, Taylor, did you ever play Doom or anything with these type of character models, like the the newer version of Doom? No, I haven't. Nope. Uh, uh, have, huh? Have you had a chance to see anything on Rage Two yet? Uh, I've seen some of the stuff for Rage 2 come out. Um, I looked at a lot of the um, reviews for it. A lot of what people have said about it is exactly what Assassin said. The gameplay was good, or like the actual like gameplay and like the gunfights were fun, but the world was empty. There wasn't a whole lot to do outside of it. It was just like the actual fights were fun, and that was it. That's why it says the volume is low. All right, I tried raising it. Um, hopefully, it's better now. I'm still learning the OBS Xbox. I'm I'm not as cool as Inferno and you, and uh, Stinger and everybody else, but I'm trying to get there. One day, one day I'll get there. Uh, it is a better start though, since the Assassin episode, uh, where I have my mic uh, muted the whole time. So it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. Man, I wish I was there for that. That would have been really funny. Oh, yeah. It's 45 minutes of him talking to himself. But I think he is right. I think it was with the Division beta that we were talking about. Um, because he was talking about like what he hoped the end game would be and, and everything. And, of course, I didn't say a word. Or I did, but nobody just heard I me. I think you did. And I was answering you. But no one heard you. So they're like, there's two assassins here. <laughs> Only in your mind, assassin. <laughs> Yeah. To all the people that just dumped in the chat, um, we were talking about Rage 2 and how Assassin doesn't like the game. Uh, he said a 6 out of 10 is a pretty decent high score for the game. I think that means he would probably rate it a lot lower. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I'm having fun with it. Anybody has questions on Rage 2, feel free to drop it in the chat. You can always ask Assassin, the expert on Rage 2, who <laughs> loves all video games, uh, regardless 
of the uh, mechanics and the dinky little towns and the side things to get in those towns. Yeah. Assassin well, video game expert. Well, I well, am. Well, you know what is missing, and it's definitely not Rage 2 Assassin. It is EA and Activision from E3. And I know this is kind of like our, our last topic that we're getting into, and the only thing I got from anything in Activision for this episode is just, you know, back to the Black Ops picture. But, um, you know, it just seems like to me, you know, Xbox is really going hard at E3, and they want to have a fantastic E3. They want the fans to be excited. And Xbox, I think Xbox is one of the only companies bringing so much hype for E3 this year. It seems like everybody else, like Activision, EA, and Sony, they're kind of like diminishing the value of E3. And with EA and Activision specifically this time, they're only going to have meeting rooms, but no booths at E3. Um, and I want to get the, you know the panel's thoughts on this and the chat's thoughts on this. So I'll start with you, Assassin, because I know that you look forward to E3 every year and you're always watching it uh, as well. What what do you think about this? Well, I mean, EA hasn't been technically a part of E3 for a very long time. They have that EA Play um, thing with uh, no conference this year. So, I mean, they still have stuff going on. As for Activision, like, I feel like they're so behind with everything for this year. Um, like they haven't revealed this year's Call of Duty. They're they're putting more hype into Call of Duty Mobile for some stupid reason. Um, and then they they have the the Crash game coming out. I think early next month. So I mean, they really like why spend all the the money for a big area trying to you know get all these stations up for a game that they haven't you know even shown. Um, I know they're having a panel sometime during E3 for Call of Duty, but who knows if that's even multiplayer. It could just be like what they did for Black Ops 4 last year, but just at E3. What do you think, Taylor? I know that you you pay attention to what's going on in the industry, and do you think that this is a sign for E3, or do you think these just companies are, are clueless to how powerful the message at E3 is? So, I mean, E3 has started to kind of lose its value, I feel, um, with companies trying to have their own conferences and people will still follow those companies to their own conferences because they want the news for those companies and they're going to get them wherever that company decides to go. So the issue that it has comes to the people who own E3, where E3 makes majority of their money for them. So that's the issue that I kind of see there is how is E3 affecting their parent company and how is that going to affect the rest of the industry? That's where I kind of start seeing that split. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. Um, you know, one, like Assassin said, is that it seems like that, um, you know, these companies really have nothing to really show. I, I know that with uh, Bungie pulling away from Activision as well. Um, it just seems like that Destiny 2 is not going to be a hot topic for Activision. 
Uh, and the other stuff that they got to show, like the Crash and the uh, next Call of Duty stuff, Call of Duty Mobile, people are going to like it regardless whether it's at E3 or not, and they don't need the press coverage, I feel. As far as EA, I'm, I'm not really sure why EA feels like it's a good idea not to have boots at, e at E3. Uh, especially, like, I'm excited about the next Plants for Zombies. I mean, they've teased some stuff about it, so I'd like to see some stuff in E3, but maybe it's just not ready. Um, and I just also, I feel like that these companies are relying heavily on influencers and streamers lately. That they feel like they don't need the press covers like they once had. And on top of that, they have more control over what an influencer and a streamer might say about their products, or, you know, they might get blacklisted as some accuse them of doing i think that's a big part of it because the press uh it seems like the press is on the whole opposite end and the press will say whatever the heck they want to say regardless if it hurts the company's feelings or not whether it's nice whether it's rude whether it's even you know not accurate uh lately so i just feel like that's where these companies are coming from and as far as sony not being there i think that's you know because they've been showing the same stuff over and over they don't really have much to show right now, I don't think. Um, and the biggest news lately is just them and Microsoft with the cloud streaming. But Xbox seems like with all the studios they're acquiring, they're really going hard in E3 this year, and they got a lot of excitement pumped behind it. They got a lot to show, so it'll be interesting. It's like, you know, one of the biggest people in the gaming industry are excited about E3, and all these other people are starting to pull out. And... The way the coin falls is going to be interesting. Um, that's my take on it. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, EA definitely loves their uh, their live or the YouTubers and stuff. I mean, look at Ninja got a million bucks for Apex Legends. Why spend the money on people, you know, letting them play their game when you can just give it to Ninja? Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like the culture has shifted where it used to be. You wanted everyone to kind of focus more on these big conferences where now you see oh people are more focused on these kind of like these influencers let's focus on the influencers and not so much the conferences like maybe do one a year and then we're fine no yeah i could see that the only thing is i would think is like are they gonna if these companies just do conferences are they going to be around the same time as E3, or are they just going to completely ignore E3 in the future and be like, oh, we're going to do it whenever we want to do it? That's the thing. And I know that E3 has a... Or E3's parent company or something. I don't remember exactly what, it, what the verbiage was. But they have um, a contract with the convention center until 2023. So they have another three years after this that they technically have to fill that convention center. But are they going to be able to do that? If yeah, people right. keep pulling out? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because E3 might become more of a fan service in the future. I mean, I don't expect Xbox to pull out of e E3 anytime soon, uh, especially with their fan fest going on. And with them opening the doors for the public to come in, I think they're kind of shifting it you know, from big journalism to the public, and, and I think they're still hoping to take in influencers and streamers, and I think that if E3 can get, you know, more guys like Ninja going there, um, 
that will show value to some of these companies that might be thinking about pulling out. And then on the flip side, like Assassin said, if you know EA just wants to give a million bucks to like, you know Ninja, um, that might be their E3 money right there. So it would just be interesting to see, and I'm really interested in what the chat is saying here. And uh, Xbox, is, Xbot is talking about uh, his personal hobby in the chat. <laughs> I just glanced at the chat, and it just it turned into something else. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Xbox, UK Dazarus will vape you in Mortal Kombat. That is facts right there. Yeah. Assassin's League. <laughs> yep, I gotta agree with that. Because I'm not playing Mortal Kombat anytime soon. Nope. Wow, it looks like we actually got through all the topics in record time. Uh, so any questions in the chat, feel free to drop it down there. Um, and, you know, Four Guys with Quarters has taken out, like, a new turn in the future uh, as I'm hosting. Uh, we do expect to get somebody else on the panel in the future, guest rotations as well. Um, in a future episode, our buddy Maverick, who's working behind the scenes, will come on. We're hoping one day Inferno will come back, at least as a guest. Uh, and a huge shout-out to Inferno for a fantastic five years, man. I think the way that he's directed the podcast and the way that he's um you know tuned the software to do this kind of stuff i i think he's a man of many talents and uh we're gonna miss him greatly here as he moves on with his personal life and and focuses on other goals but huge shout out to him for all the inspiration he did for so many people the past five years helping him out he was always available to help with uh obs and and other software people had questions on and uh, I know behind the scenes, Assassin and I, we've talked a lot about this, and uh, we're just going to miss him, man. Really great guy. It sounds like he's, you're, you're saying like he's dead. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it, we're it having a memorial that way, right? or something from. We're going to you know, start lighting candles or whatever. <laughs> the Kumbaya candles. I know. I mean, even for my podcast, Inferno made up the logo for me. Didn't. I didn't even ask him. He was like, well, what do you want it to look like? And I told him, like, a general idea and that I was going to look for someone. He goes, oh, don't even bother making it right now. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's something that, you know, Inferno was always there for friends and stuff, and he always helped people behind the scenes. And like Assassin said, it, it feels like that I'm kind of, like, giving a, a memorial in his name, but, you know, for his personality and his podcasting personality, I just think he was... An amazing dude uh, behind the scenes you know we're all still friends with him um it's just that we just won't be seeing him on podcasts much and it just it kind of you know for me personally it kind of hurts a little bit because i think over five years we've grown close to him um but i completely understand his reasons behind everything um and i just really wanted to give him a huge shout out because i want to say the last five years has been epic for four guys with quarters yeah I agree. Yeah, indeed. I see your comment in the chat. Um, I think we all feel that way, man. You know, uh, he did leave some words, and in the future, uh, he always hopes there's a spot back open for him, and of course there will be. And I appreciate everybody coming out tonight uh, for Four Guys with Quarters as we start the next season officially, uh, hoping for another great five years here. 
Uh, really excited that Taylor's back on the panel. Excited that Assassin came back. Um, I couldn't ask for better panelists. And I hope that, you know, everybody here in this chat in the future that listens to us checks out their personal stuff as well. I mean, Assassin's been dedicated to streaming on his Twitch channel. Taylor's starting her um, Sunday Hubbub Hubcast. Hope I said that right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, fantastic stuff that both of them are doing. Assassin, you want to give a shout out to your stuff? Uh, yeah, so I stream on, uh, over at Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the PCI Assassin. I'm an affiliate over there, so if you do subscribe, you don't have to. You get some emotes at, uh, Inferno Main. Um, they're, they're pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I play a little of everything. Um, some days I don't know what to stream, but, I mean, I, I get through it and it's fun, so. Taz says, my name is Sass. <laughs> I mean, lately on his uh, Twitch channel, though, he has been showing people how to fish on Sea of Thieves because he's a master at it. And uh, Taylor, go ahead and shout out your stuff again and what you're up to and what you're doing. Yeah, so, just started a new podcast. The first episode is on my personal channel. Um, it's called The Sunday Hubbub. Second episode is on the official channel for it which is the sunday hubbub also on twitter at sunday hubbub so you can also find all of it linked in uh on twitter so yeah and i'll post it all on twitter again probably soon and they talk about some cool stuff like uh she alluded to in the beginning of the episode some marvel stuff just not star wars but marvel stuff nah listen listen Maybe I'll watch the newer Star Wars stuff, because Megan, my sister, said that it's cool. So, maybe I'll watch that. Yes, watch it. There you I go. Did watch, I did watch all of the prequel stuff, because Cameron made me, and then I watched two of the originals. But they're so difficult for me to watch. I what? can't. They're so difficult. It's hard to watch them. It's so hard to watch them. Do you fall Stop asleep? It. <laughs> it's so difficult for me to watch them. I can't. Well, and just... I did see Solo, which was also rough. Oh, that was a good movie. Oh, I liked my it. God. Just, just go, Taylor. Just shoot. <laughs> just, just shoot. I'm just you know, kidding. Solo was actually good. I just wanted to say it's rough just to see Assassin's reaction. You know, I gotta say though, I would <laughs> I love, like I would love if you guys did a Star Wars episode. You get uh. Jay, who's been on the show in the past, uh, who did the, that, uh, what was it called? Oh, man. Nest Club Jay is his Twitter handle, but he did a fantastic show on Amazon Prime. He's a huge Star Wars fan. Get him and Assassin together. Get Megan on there. Drink some bacon-flavored soda, and you guys will no! rock. You guys will rock. Oh, yeah, that. bacon soda. Assassin, I'm going to go buy a bunch of them and send them to you. Because there's a place out here where I can buy bacon-flavored soda. Bacon soda. Everything with bacon is good, except popcorn. Bacon soda is not good. It is disgusting. <laughs> it's you, like drinking bacon grease. Did you and uh, Megan try that? No, me and Cameron did. Cameron made me drink a whole bottle of it, and I threw up. Well, don't, did you drink it all at once? Did you just, like, chug it? Or did you, like, take a sip and you're like, mmm, that's good? No, we, I just... had to, like, sip it down, but he made me drink it all because he drank all of his bottle. Wow. Uh-huh. That was abuse, and that was uncalled for. 
Oh man, you know what? It was awful. I'm still gonna try to get a partnership with the uh, Rocket Fizz company so we can get some bacon flavored soda for all of us. I'm, I'm Listen, not giving you don't up need on to. that. I'll send it to you. I'll tell I'll you what. I will play Dishonored one and two in a row with bacon flavored soda. Okay, I'll Why? send you a twelve pack. <laughs> oh man, that sounds delicious. <laughs> oh um, god. Big D Max in the chat. Uh, yes, we're gonna shoot for Mondays at five PM Eastern. Um, that's gonna be the go time for Four Guys Recorders. Uh, we're calling it season two The next five years, however you want to phrase that, but. Yeah, 5 p.m. Eastern is what we're trying for. Uh, and Dazra says he'd rather eat sassfish. I, n- I never heard of I that. That must be like I don't even UK know what thing. that is. It sounds <laughs> disgusting. That must be like a UK thing, like fish and chips. Yeah. Sasson's like, no, I'm not having any of that. I'm not going to eat no fish and chips anytime soon. I don't know. Fish is good, but I don't know what sass fish is or what he's talking about. That's right. He's going to drink a big bottle of Yoohoo as he downs some sass fish in the UK. He said kebab. Um, You know, and also a huge shout out to uh, the graphic god, a.k.a. J-Dubs. He does awesome Xbox Gamer Picks, uh, xboxgamerpicks.com. You can order yours there. Avatars, moving, non-moving, whatever you need. He's actually helped us out with the um, the titles, uh, scrolling behind our names. Uh, I forget the official name of it, Layer Thirds or something. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's done all that for us. He's been a huge help in uh, helping with producing the show and getting us back up to uh, the way Inferno had it. Um, so yeah, we, we look forward to next Monday. Hope to see you all in the chat again. Tell your friends, hit that like button, hit that share button. If you like the show, hit that bell. So, you know, when we go live, uh, and check out zebra fries and assassin at their personal channels and what they're doing, all cool stuff that everybody on this panel is working on. You can also check out 4GWQ presents, uh, with me and Cody, AKA Maverick. He's the one that's handling our PR now. Uh, where we discuss different comic book stuff. Uh, you can even catch an episode of Assassin on there, talking about Star Wars, which was a lot of fun. And maybe we'll have to get Taylor and some of her friends on to talk about Marvel and how awesome all the movies are, uh, including Solo. Uh, great movie, by the way. So, yeah, so we look forward to seeing everybody again. Thanks for coming out and thanks for the support. We uh, did turn on ads to support the feature of Four Guys as well. So we can actually do more giveaways, get more into hosting on websites and stuff like that. But we're always working on the scenes in the background. And again, uh, this is episode one, season two, and the clowns, and I'm signing off. Bye. Bye.